0: Today we're going to talk about diversification, specifically in your trading strategy or in your trading approach, and how doing so can have a massive benefit in your return on investment and really patch up some of the holes that you might be seeing in your trading. Now today's session comes from one of our live trading room sessions. If you want to check them out, feel free to do so. There's two ways you can do it. One, you can catch the live stream on YouTube in Trading View. I live stream the first trade of the day, which is about anywhere between five and 30 minutes, depending on uh, how long I like to talk for. But if you want the full session, you can access it as part of your membership over at tier1trading.com, both your premium membership where you get access to everything on the site, but also part of your 14-day trial membership as well. Let's hop into it. Morning, Keel. What is your opinion on a strategy that does good for two years and goes break even for one year in the third year? Um, well, I would need to know more information. So what happens in year four? What happens in year five? What happens in year six? So if it goes good for two years and then we have break even the third year, but then we go good in year four and year five and year six, I'm 100% fine with that. Um, if we go good for two years and it goes break even in year f- three and then good in year four but then break even in year five and break even in year six then that's not something I'm too interested in um, I would also ask you this when you say strategy is this is this a strategy that encompasses is this your only strategy is this all is this a single pair is this multiple pairs that makes a difference as well um, me personally I, I can't have a break even year trading. So you know, I, I I trade for a living. So I I, I need to make profit. I, I guess I could have a break-even year trading. I'm not dumb with money, so I can afford to live. But I, I would I would prefer not to have a break-even year of trading. I, I need a profitable year of trading. So if mine if this is the only thing I trade, and it's break-even, and I don't have any other sources of income that can pay the bills, then that's not going to work. I need to make some sort of profit. Now, even if it's a lower profit, even if I have a 20% year and I'm used to having 40% years, um, I still need to make some sort of profit. If this is only a single strategy and I have other strategies, then that makes a difference. So for example, I'll give you a really good example. This would have been, man, 2017? 2017 with harmonic patterns. So I I have a nine nine pair portfolio. I so I, I, I trade nine pairs, harmonic patterns, ciphers, you know, uh, Gartleys, bats. Um, that's one piece of my trading puzzle, right? I have that and I have price action trading. But we'll just look at harmonic patterns, for example. So 2017, the pound dollar kicked my butt, grabbed me by the hair. I had hair back then, pulled me up and proceeded to whip me to death all year. Horrible, 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 horrible. In fact, it got to the point where I was considering dumping the pound dollar. I was so frustrated. I didn't want to look at it. It was was evil. Um, But the other pairs in my portfolio did well. So the strategy was still profitable. It was just one kind of outlier pair. And that happens from time to time. It'll be the dollar yen or dollar Canada usually because that's not really a good pair for patterns. Um, But the other pairs, the other eight pairs made up for that one pair. So that was fine. So in that case, it doesn't really matter if the pound dollar has a break even year or in that case, a negative year, because I have the other pairs in my portfolio making up for it. So if so, if you're only speaking of a single pair or a single strategy, that could be a problem. But if you diversify, right, if patterns have a poor year, but your price action trading is amazing. Then you can survive that not random, but that that rare break even and or negative year before you get back to business. So it comes down to is that negative year or break even year, is that a trend or is that just an outlier? Because there's, there's gonna be outliers. For, for anyone that's ever tested before, you know how it is, right? You may test for 10 years and you may have like the first three years are great and then you'll have like a break even year and you'll have like two more great years, but there'll be like two or three like break even or like subpar years in there. And like that happens. We, we can't expect everything to be super crazy every single year. Um, but are you set up in, in your trading, in, in the business side of your trading, are you set up to absorb that? Are you set up to kind of counter that with other pairs and or other strategies? Um, so that's what makes the, the biggest difference. Um, yes, it is my only strategy, single pair, single time frame. Yeah. So that's the problem if you're going to do single pair, single time frame, right? Single pair, single time frame, meaning you're trading one pair. One strategy, sorry, I'm having a little neck spasm here if you hear me kind of cringing. Um, if you trade one pair, one strategy, you are all in, right? This is the casino. You've pushed all your chips in, your liver, live and die, live or die, right? By that one thing. So if that one thing does great, guess what? You do great. If that one thing does poorly, guess what? You do poorly. You have nothing to kind of hedge your bets. So you're going to be in that situation where you're high risk, high reward. This is why we always talk about the importance of setting up a portfolio, right? Setting up a team. Think about it like tug of war, right? I was thinking about Squid Game the other day and I was thinking about tug of war to death. For, don't question me, right? But think about tug of war. If you got an eight-person team and one person slips, well, you got seven people still carrying the weight. So you may give up a little bit of momentum, right? Because you're going to be stronger with eight than seven. But you should still be able to survive. If your tug-of-war team is just you, one person, and you slip, you're done. Does that make sense, guys? Now, you've heard me talk before about You can trade one pair. We have a a member here, a long term member, a good friend of mine, Tony, who for the longest time only traded a single pair. He only traded the pound yen. And everyone was like, well, how can you just trade one pair? Well, first of all, he's really good at trading that pair. But he traded a single pair with multiple strategies. So that's always the balance for me that I I, I would say you want to have in your trading. The less pairs you trade, probably the more strategies or techniques, I don't even like the word strategy, but the more tactics you should have to trade that pair. The more pairs you trade, probably the less strategies, tactics, techniques you should use to trade just because you don't want to get overwhelmed. But there should be kind of a a set amount of ways to trade. So let's say there are 10 opportunities to trade that's a big number let's say there's five opportunities to trade that can mean you trade a single pair but you can trade it five different ways or maybe you trade one way but you do it on five different pairs so i would continue testing first and foremost again two years of data three years of data isn't enough to panic it's not enough to get excited over you're going to need a a lot more a bigger sample size so you get a, a full picture um And then eventually, again, I don't know if you plan on adding more pairs or not, but I would certainly investigate trading more pairs, at least another one, um, to kind of hedge it and kind of give yourself more of a diverse portfolio. That way you can absorb if a single pair has a bad month, bad week, bad year. Um, That makes sense. And if you trade multiple strategies on one pair, wouldn't the drawdown, wouldn't, the drawdown increase, um, drawdown increase? No, no, the drawdown would decrease. Well, I mean, unless unless all of your strategies are, are hitting, the <laughs> if, if all of your strategies are doing bad, then yes, your drawdown will increase. But theoretically, all of your strategies shouldn't be bad at the same time, right? If you are, I'll give you guys a good example. So I, I started off as mainly a counter trend and, and a pattern trader. And this doesn't happen anymore, but historically, September used to be a month where I got lit up. Again, held up by the hair, had hair back then, and spanked and whipped and all the the fun stuff, right? And because September was typically, or historically, a directional month, very directional month, right? uh, Traders come off the summer, they get back in the market to see that, you know, us retail traders kind of ruined everything and it's time to get back to business with some directional movement, so when you have directional trendy movement, you can imagine how bad it is for a counter trend trader, right? When levels of support and resistance aren't holding, they're just breaking left and right. So I historically in September got destroyed. So what I decided to do is, a matter of fact, that was one of the main reasons I decided to start putting in more continuation and directional type of strategies into my portfolio because now I can hedge myself. So I was still getting destroyed on my counter trend stuff in September, but I was now able to take advantage of the directional moves, which cut my drawdown in half because I was losing money doing one strategy, but I was making money doing the other strategy. So I was more of a break even trader than a losing trader. So if you have diversity in your strategies, unless they're all going bad at the same time, so unless you're adding stuff that is also bad and that's why you want to again do your back testing, compare your results, see how they all look together. That equity curve will tell you a greater story than anything else in trading. I'll stand by that. All right. So unless you're doing that and you shouldn't get to the point of live trading, if you see those kind of warning signs in your equity curve, um, you should actually kind of hedge yourself and give yourself a little bit more safety. Um, now, at the same time, your, your spikes are going to decrease as well. Because typically when the other strategy, like the continuation strategy is going well, the other one may be doing poorly. So instead of like these massive like 20% booms in your equity curve, maybe you're down to 10%, which is still very good. But you get what I'm saying. It's it's not just, you can't just eliminate all the bad without hurting some of the good as well. But the idea is to have a smooth equity curve, not a, a spiky one that goes up and, and goes down. So, but like Orsi said... Um, Well, Orsi asked, is based off live trading or backtesting? But yeah, it's amazing when you backtest and you crunch numbers. There is no better, and if someone can give me one, I don't know. There is no better kind of projector of the future, right? not saying it's a great projector of the future, but it's the best that we have. It's it's the best that we have. So it's like all the people that poo-poo on backtesting because you're like, well, the past can't predict the future. Well, no crap. Like nothing can predict the future. Like, that's a stupid statement, right? So if there's nothing that can predict the future, our best option is to find what we can that gives us the best chance of predicting the future. Like, <laughs> like it's dumb. I, I hate when people make that argument because it's, it's a dumb argument. Like, you're, you're giving an answer that doesn't exist, right? Unless you've created a time machine that can push me into the future and I can see stuff, nothing can predict the future. So why are you wasting your time saying that? Um, you just do the best you can. You do the best you can. So good stuff. Um, says makes sense. It's based off backtesting. I did 2019, 2020, 2021 was the break even year. About 400 trades total. Yep. Throw some more years in there. Throw some more years in there. Uh, toby says back testing hey toby back testing puts the odds in your side it's all about probability yeah and and it is it, it is all about probabilities and think about anything else that is predicted right our economic stuff our interest rate hikes our chances of recession um las vegas and gambling odds right all it is is predictable figures it is probability it is the casinos right Casinos don't know what hands they're going to win. They just know that if you play long enough, because they have the odds, they will win. It is it is strictly a numbers game. And all we're trying to do is make educated guesses. We never know for sure. We're typically... Or we're just trying to make educated guesses. And when you have historical data to tell you that, hey, when this happens, this is likely to happen. Or, hey, historically when these things do this, that thing does that, well, you're in a much better position to make those educated guesses than just flying blind. So good stuff, good stuff. Well, there you go. As usual, please show your support for the show by doing a few things. One, if you're on social media, share this with your social media following. Let them know that you enjoyed the podcast. Let them know that, hey, if they want information on trading that is beneficial and helpful, check out the Trading Coach Podcast. Also, give it a like subscribe follow or leave a review wherever you listen or watch this podcast at all right appreciate it in advance and until next time plan your trade trade your plan take care